This is a HeadGum Podcast. It's that episode, not that episode. It's that episode. With Craig Rowe. Welcome to It's That Episode, the podcast where I, Craig Rowan, invite a guest over to my apartment. We watch any TV show that they choose. We watch it. We talk about it. We talk about a bunch of other crap. Today, I'm very excited. Um, she didn't want me to introduce her in any way, so I'm just going to say that um, she's wearing the Adidas Sambas. Yep. Please welcome Miss Jess McKenna. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, my brother had these when I, my brother's six years older than me. All three kids in my family played soccer, but my um, I feel like I so associate this with a boy who is 14 in 1995 okay. coming off the soccer field. Wow. And I, in 1995, was not 14. Well, I was eight. And I was like, I can't be wearing those Sambas. Those are- Big boy. N- those are men's shoes. Right. Those are men's. Not even just like a gender thing. I think like an age thing. Like That's funny because those, to me- I guess we're around the same age then. I had those in elementary school when they were very big. Very cool. So um, I was a man early. Yeah. That's what that means. But well, I, I yeah. associate those with like um, umbros. Sure. And but that's very soccer culture, you know. I don't know. Why, why was it soccer was big then or something? I mean, I played soccer, but I def- definitely didn't care about it. And I have no idea. These are technically an indoor soccer like you could wear it as almost a cleat. And this is, you know, they make them now without the big tongue. But I ordered these online and actually didn't know I was getting the big tongue. I like the big tongue. Um, thank you. I've grown to like the big tongue. When they first came out, I was like, ah, crap. Right. This is the problem with online shopping. But now I'm kind of into them. Were you like, I should return them? Or was that, that's just a, its a whole other Yeah, thing. that's a whole thing. I've got, bought shoes online that are... Um, too just too big and i'm like fuck uh shit and then i just buy like inserts for the back of them and then i'm just like that's fine i have two pairs of shoes like that just too big (laughs) but i wear them they're fine but they they sell little inserts at like um right aids and stuff yeah so i'm just like an elderly man with inserts okay i tried to get wait inserts like just the, like for the heel, it's just like this little sort of like rubbery thing on the on the heel oh, that makes it smaller. Oh, not like insoles. I don't know what that is. Like something that would just be the same shape as the sole. I'm you, no, no, sh- not showing like this on my foot. Yeah, yeah, not like that. Oh, because those those are great. Those are great too. Those are like, extra, you mean like Dr. Shawls? Yeah, like a little extra. Cush. I've had those before too. Great. When my feet started. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <laughs> welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm doing well. Yeah. Um, we're gonna watch some TV today. Yeah. Um, what TV show did you uh, decide to watch? Um, I selected Bob Ross. Beauty is everywhere. Now it's interesting because so this just went on Netflix and obviously it's trending because it says it was trending. Right. I assume that's why you watched it too. Recently. Yeah, I think I was. You know, I went to the Netflix homepage to kind of like peruse for ideas because right. my alternative was like giving you just a litany of cooking shows, which is like the other thing I which feel is like great. Yeah. I watched so much of. But I was like, oh, huh. Bob Ross. Bob Ross. Um, but I think the show is actually called The Art of Painting, but they sort of rebranded it for... Well, I was confused about that, too, because what I think I read was that this was just an earlier iteration of that. Or... I just don't know, because I was just go- I was just wikipedia <laughs> I just don't know. I just don't know. I was just at Wikipedia-ing him, and I think it ran from like 91, uh, 81 to like 94, and I think it was the same title. I think they just were like, these are... Beauty is everywhere is maybe like the episodes that they've chosen or something like that. Oh, something. interesting. You know, they also did something like that. Was this, this was a, like a PBS this show. This is a PBS show. Okay. So they did something like that um, with other, you know, a couple months ago, hot, hot show, the great British baking show. Did you get into that? I watched season, the, the, oh my gosh. So enjoyable. So good. So good. So, so that's called something else in Britain. It's not called the great British baking no, show? No, it's called the great British bake off. That's, bullshit well because but the story for that one is that they bought a couple years ago cbs i think bought the property and had the great american bake-off and jeff foxworthy hosted i believe and it was like a it, of course it did. failed <laughs> yeah and so i think like in the u.s that name was our i don't know so there i think there was some weirdness there 
But that show is incredible. I almost thought about that, but that is like kind of a couple months ago. I feel like people are people over are it. a little bit over it. But I, that is a great show, and if you haven't seen it yet, it's great. the The comedic hosts are very annoying. I find them they they're yes. pa- like. I, they Listen, grow. They grew on me. They they ungrew on me. At first, I was like, "Oh, it's cute," and then like, <laughs> they did so many puns. Yeah. And I, I'm I like puns. I'm a fan of puns. Yeah, I'm a. I love puns. Um, but it's just like a little too cheeky. They were so cheeky. A little cheeky. Um, but Bob Ross now. So this recently came on Netflix. Uh, what's your history? Do you have a history with Bob Ross at all? I feel like. Um, I remember it through osmosis as a child Mm -hmm. of like, I think my dad used to sort of like have PBS on with some of like those early cooking shows, you know, or like Julia Child reruns, or my dad was really into like this old house. That's sort of like beginning stages of what is now like full channels worth of content of like DIY DIY or cooking or you know that's sort of like wallpaper television right you don't actually need to watch it you can like answer emails or do your laundry but you can like put it on and it's pleasant but but these like this show and those other shows they're so much more um relaxing than what's going on now like yeah because so uh my wife Meryl and I when this popped up a couple like last week we watched an episode of it and he's like it could just you could just fall asleep. I mean, yeah. you could literally like put this an inch from your face while you're going to bed. Yeah, just... it's like it's true. Like one step above white noise. Yes. Um, and then I sort of remember. Um, I feel like in early Facebook days when um, groups were such a bigger part of Facebook. Oh, being in a group. Being in groups, like, and I remember getting Facebook my freshman year of college, and this was still when it was only like a few colleges. Yes, I remember, I remember. I and remember those days, those heady days. Those heady days when you had to have a .edu to have a Facebook. Yeah. Um, I uh, I remember there being like, you know, that was something you kind of, at first I like overjoined groups, you know, like I was in too many groups, like mm. a, a group that said I like postal service besides just like listing postal service as like music I was into or like a group that was like rent heads. You know, it was just uh-huh. like I sort of didn't understand. None of us did yet. It was the Wild West. It was the Wild Wild West. <laughs> but I like was in too many groups and I remember there being a big Bob Ross movement. There was like a very popular Facebook group that was like, I want Bob Ross to make me go to sleep or it was like right, Bob right. Ross and teach me how to, you know, I just remember there was a weird nostalgia movement that I felt a little connected to, but not totally. So I thought now that it's up, let me see. Let's see. Yeah. Let's see. Well, he's, it's definitely, there's something really nostalgic and nice and just pleasant and pre sort of crazy, crazy TV realities type stuff. And, and I, the episode that we watched, he, that I, something that I, I mean, I, similar to you, like I remember seeing, having this, like I know this show and I definitely watch it, but I don't remember ever like sitting down, right. turning it on. But um, in the episode that we watched, which is the first one that's on Netflix, he talks about having baby squirrels. And then he's like, I'm going to keep painting and I'll show you some footage of me feeding my squirrel with a syringe and a baby nipple thing. And then it just cuts to like his hands where he sort of has these like really long sort of dirty fingernails and he's like puts milk in a syringe and he's feeding these like baby squirrels and it's really bizarre. It's sort of, I don't remember that sort of, uh, that's really strange yeah, and funny, but it's like, I guess he's just a weird like dude. Yeah. He seems like just a weird dude. Well, I did a little Wikipedia. He was in the Air Force in Alaska, I think. And he um, saw a similar show to his on uh, TV of um, uh, some international guy doing a show. And he took lessons from that guy and got good at painting and and started painting and then built this sort of empire out of it. And and they say that because he was in Alaska, or that's the reason why winterscapes are a big part of his. I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just even information out the about Bob Ross makes you false. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh my god, that is so boring, really boring. 
Oh my gosh, I didn't know he was in Alaska. That's great. Yeah, isn't that unbelievable information? Yeah, whoa, <laughs> who's even there? Who's in Alaska? Talk about unbelievable information. Did you know that Craig's apartment has a view of the Griffith Observatory? That's right, gang. There's also a view of a direct TV. Um, somebody has uh, a dish on their on their roof. Oh, cool, yeah, that's right. Which I don't know if that's still a thing that people do. But... Um, I have a dish. And it works? Yeah. Wow, so you have like a thousand channels? That's right. Wow, that's awesome. Do you like pay for the dish? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that works. I think it's like similar to if you rent a router. But just did they have to put a dish up on your house? Yeah. Dishes for some reason seem so foreign to me. <laughs> I think my family had a dish growing up. We never had a dish. You have you're looking at two dishes. I see actually over on the over there I see three dishes. Wow, there's so many dishes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dishes are dishes are a real thing. Uh, it's it always felt to me like a thing on sitcoms where it's like we're putting up a dish yeah. or something like that. Yeah, it definitely I think is more antiquated. Obviously, people are just like cord cutting now right. and trying to just do the a la carte right. thing, um, which I am doing. Very very good. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very, thank you very much. <laughs> Proud of you. Thank you. And you're smart spending. Um, yes. Thank you. <laughs> um, I think I would be close to being able to do that, except for I'm addicted to the sort of like nothing flip. That's what I miss. That's the one. Th see what I I have uh, Apple TV, and it ends up whereas usually it, with a TV, you'd be clicking along, blah blah blah, and come upon something, and clicking has its own monotony to it, which is great. With like Netflix or like Hulu, I feel like I've just spent half an hour just looking at boxes and not pushing anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? My husband got and I got into a real wormhole the other night where we like, I know this happens to everybody, but we did like a 45 yeah. minute and going between all of them and we have TV. Yeah, that's brutal. So we we're just like, ne I know, real horrible. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like <laughs> that a, a wasted life. Yeah. No, I think like I like being able to just like put on the Food Network and not care. And the other great thing that I really miss is you'll put on a channel like as a base channel and then you'll put that put the menu thing on so you can have that going while you're scrolling through yes and see what's better yeah my husband calls that rest let's just rest here rest here and then just keep yep. going yeah that's great i'm gonna rest on this alaska show let's see if anything else better is on what alaska show any alaska show anything just like sea bearing gold alaska bush people there's wow. so many alaska shows that's where bob ross is from yep but the another fact that i learned about bob ross is he actually, the, I'll just bring up the Wikipedia because this is, I think this is just so ridiculous. Um, let's see, blah, blah, blah. It's going to take too long. Oh, yeah. Um, he, this is from Wikipedia. He developed, uh, blah, blah, blah. Having held military positions that required him to be, in his own words, quote, tough and, quote, mean, quote, the guy who makes you scrub the latrine, the guy who makes you make your bed, the guy who screams at you for being late to work, end quote, Ross decided that if he ever left the military, he would never scream again. Wow. That See, I don't know if that's real or if that's that's ridiculous. That makes me like I'm heartbroken, but right. also so uplifted. But also, it's like, how can you make that be like, I'm the, yep, never going to scream again. I guess you can, right? But then you boil rage inside. Well, I think you just like, I don't know, anger comes in a lot of forms, right? You can practice quiet anger. That's true. Maybe he gets out his anger. Now he's super passive aggressive. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's just, just like, like <laughs> fucking bullshit. Yeah. He's just like just hating and but he's just getting it out in the happy little trees yeah and his little brush 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 um happy little trees is also sort of his like catchphrase that's his catchphrase right and there's also i highly recommend if you haven't seen it um there's a youtube video of him just cleaning brushes have you seen that no it's him the way he cleans the brushes he i guess he puts it in like turpentine or something and he sort of slaps it against oh the thing. yeah he's like pop, 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 pop. And then he, it's just a, a montage of him doing that and being like, slap the dickens out of it. Just slap the devil out of it. Like, it's just him saying little weird thingies. That's him getting out his rage, I think. I Oh, yeah, definitely. That's that's him screaming. Yeah. That's, that's his um, military um, coming back. So we're going to watch which episode. Why did you, you chose an episode called? Wintertime Blues. And then why did you choose this one? I think in the, I, I felt like, oh, maybe let's get into it. Let's maybe not do the pilot, you know? Right. And um, I went to see other 
episodes in this season mm-hmm. and i sort of clicked until i found one that i thought had an emotional title yeah wintertime blues blues yeah like having an a now i've seen now in the description i think this is just a fun pun with, <laughs> right. about using the color blue and we're not actually going to unpack any sadness but i thought oh he's going to kind of get into it yeah it says bob embraces frosty shades of blue for this winter scene using a tiny brush and his palette knife to add branches and twigs as finishing touches it sounds exciting this is season one episode eight and um, is there anything you're going to be looking out for in, in this? Anything you're excited about? Um, I'm looking out for any any recognition of um, something that was like tucked into my brain. Yeah. As a five-year-old, six-year-old maybe. Um, anything that rings true. And yeah, happy trees. And I just want to see like how many glimpses of Bob we can get. Yeah, I want to. Um, for me personally... Having seen that squirrel story, I want to get some, I want to see a little bit of his life. I want to get That'd like be great. some information about him outside of it, yeah. you know, like anything. Um, is Bob Ross married? Does he have children? He was, I think he is divorced at one point. Oh, um, those which, are those wintertime blues. Those are the wintertime blues. He's was, probably doing okay for himself in Alaska where men outnumber, no, a woman would do well in Alaska. Just kidding. He's not doing well. Um, because men outnumber women in Alaska, something crazy, like mm. six to one or something. Really? Yeah. That's weird. There was a romantic comedy based around that concept, I believe. It was a short-lived TV show. I want to say it starred um, Anne Heche. Mm. Mm-hmm. Is any of that? <laughs> I know Anne Heche. Yep. N- I'm gonna I'm gonna Google that later. We'll Google it while we're watching Wintertime Blues. Great, because you can multitask. And that's the beauty. And it'll totally be worth the wait. (laughs) What the name of the movie is? Actually, I am interested. I shouldn't talk. Uh, I think I think a show. I think a TV show. Oh, it's a show. Okay. I want to say ABC. Okay. I want to say Anne Heche. I want to see how many of these facts I'm correct. ABC Anne Heche. Romantic comedy set around the concept of men outnumbering women in Alaska. That's great because every episode you can have dates with other people. Yeah, it's a procedural. It's a procedural. <laughs> and there's a murder. Yeah. There's a mur- rape murder at every turn. Um, so awesome. So we're going to watch um, Bob Ross, Wintertime Blues. Let's check it out. Great. There. Just make all kinds of little things. Something like so. <laughs> These trees are so pretty as one of the nicest places. My little squirrel, if you've, if you've watched some of the other shows, this would be one of the places my little squirrel would love to live, right in here. And I want to show you a little piece of film that we made, and this is my little squirrel out on the big hunt. And he's out doing whatever squirrels do in the deep, deep woods. Look at this, isn't he the cutest little devil? He's fighting his way through the forest there. Uh-oh. <laughs> There's the forest. For some reason, I, I don't really understand it. Those little squirrels seem to like a hair. I think it reminds them of their nest. But that's, if you haven't seen him before, that's the little squirrel we call Peapod, the pocket squirrel, because he likes to live in my pocket. He's a character. We've showed him several times in this series. I hope you enjoy him. I've just taken a two-inch brush and tapped the base of this a little bit to just to soften. I want that misty area. Okay. Take a little more of the titanium white and just sparkle up a few more of these little areas so they stand out. All right. We just watched uh, Wintertime Blues. Whew. It was a real um, it was a real roller coaster. <laughs> a lot of ups, a lot of downs. Um, very, I, it, it, it's a half hour episode, a yeah. full half hours because PBS doesn't have commercials. It sort of did fly by, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Totally. It, it feels like a form of meditation. Yeah, absolutely. Just I'd like, huh? yeah. That sort of Buddhist monks would be like, yeah, that counts. Yeah. <laughs> you get points for that. Yeah. And you know, I was like, there has to be almost no editing in this. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they cut away, they, they change camera angles sometimes, but no, yeah, there's no real so, editing at all. So that's kind of great. Like, which also means that he paints that whole uh, winterscape in half an hour. Yeah, which is very impressive. It's very impressive, and it's also like you know, in the days of cooking shows, where they're like, "But let me pull the finished thing out of the oven." Right. I mean, obviously, that just is like would just be dead time. But it's sort of like amazing to literally watch something from start to finish. That would be great for a cooking show to just be there sitting, waiting <laughs> forty minutes for it to cook in the oven. Well, you know what they could do, Craig. 
they could cut to a squirrel. Oh, yeah. So, as I mentioned, I guess he had squirrels, which I don't remember. I've never heard anybody mention that. No. And in this one, sort of apropos of nothing, (laughs) he cuts to a shot of a squirrel and he talks about it being in a nest. And then it pans down and the squirrel is in his hair. <laughs> the squirrel's name is Peekaboo. No, Peapod. Peapod. And boy, I hope you sure did enjoy seeing Peapod. Well, the weirdest thing is that he said he has two squirrels that he lives with that live in his house. Yep. And this one obviously had grown since the first episode. And then he has three that live outside, which to me is like, how do they, are they in a cage? Or yeah, how does he know? How does he know which squirrel is which? And I've had squirrel problems. We have squirrel problems here. We have squirrels that hide nuts in our, in our plants sometimes. Really? And we have a feud with them. <laughs> They've made appearances on this podcast before. Um, and, uh, but he was saying that, it's fun to have a. If you ever have never lived with a squirrel, it's real fun. If you never f- lived with a squirrel. Well, you've never lived, is what I think. He I said. think he said that, and then he said he finds nuts in everything, in his shoes and in his pockets. pockets and you're like, it sounds like a nightmare. That sounds like an absolute nightmare. Like, because also it's like they're obviously shitting places too. I, I recently someone was just telling me about this term. Um, I think I'm saying this right. Gaslighting. Which is like, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You make someone else think they're crazy. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. By like, you know. I think there was a movie called yeah. Gaslighting. Or, yeah. So yeah, yeah, but it's yes. from like a movie in the forties or yes, something like exactly. that, where it's like, someone's like, "I'm is do you hear that sound?" And everyone's like, "No, I don't know what you're talking about." But they're making like some weird sound. Right. They're they're creating an environment where you go crazy. I feel like someone has done that with these squirrels, like with Bob Ross, like. There are no squirrels. His son <laughs> Stephen is putting nuts and everything. Yeah, yeah. His son Stephen, who says um, his um, quote, he quotes his son Stephen is just mush it, mush it in Don't there. Don't moosh the pain in there. Just moosh the pain in there. Yeah, it just seems like an odd lifestyle. I mean, I guess pets are pets, but squirrels just seem so wily and like they, they never stay still. They're just always. I don't know. It's just like, well, that's a classic B story, you know? Uh-huh, yes. A story, hey, let's get this happy little mountain. Yep. Let's keep some mist. That's your separation, so there's perspective in your painting. Let's go to the B story. I have a squirrel have in my hair. I have a squirrel in my hair. Um, what did you think of the painting? I liked the painting. I wanted, when the water feature was introduced... Okay. Mm-hmm. And he told us it was still water. Right. Because it's always lazy and lies flat, except for water when it gets excited. Right. So, you know, we started with the sky, and then we pretty quickly got some Almost lake. Almost immediately got to the water. Yeah. I felt a little disappointed that there wasn't more in the lake. I felt like then we put in those giant trees in the foreground. That sort of blocked the lake out a little bit. Kind of blocked the lake out. That's my only criticism. Otherwise, I thought the painting was lovely. What do you want? Just more ripples in the lake? No. You know when he he first did the first set of reflections? (laughs) This is so ridiculous to talk about. The first set of, yes, he made a little ridge. Um, he made a ridge of snow and then he, and he brought a brush down with some blue, um, what was the name that blue? The, uh, uh, it wasn't Prussian blue because that one's. No, there was, is a great name, Fallum blue or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Blue. And he just brought it down and made that reflection that was really nice. I yeah. like that. Yeah. You wanted more you said, Oh, that made a big difference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I have to say, I've been doing this. I've there. I think probably over 140 episodes of the podcast. This is one of the weirdest ones to watch <laughs> with somebody because it's very bizarre. Like it's really. We like, could have talked the whole time through, <laughs> and still gotten a lot. Yeah, out. but but I felt like, well, I don't want to talk. I want to take this in. But also, like the process, you are sort of just like you're in it. You're listening, and he. And the, his it what <laughs> makes it is really his casual um, tone, and also he everything he says is even though it's you can just take it as his painting advice. It is sort of life advice too. Yeah, he's like, um, just put it wherever you want. There's no right or wrong. This is our little world. This you get a, to decide. Yeah. Hey, do you know what? 
this mountain was in your brush the whole time. You just had to shake it out. Yeah. He just says stuff like that. And you're like, yeah. you're right, Bob Ross. Like, all I do have to do is just shake it out. All those things are in me. I just have to, I just have to shake them out. Um, he also did say this was an easy painting, which may think made both of us feel intimidated. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. So he made reference to the fact that um, there are Bob Ross instructors that travel across the United States, which is pretty baller that yeah, he has very like, cool. minions that he sends around and and he said that if his instructor was to teach this one he'd have him teach it on day two yeah um <laughs> which i guess means that it's like a five to seven day course yeah um which sounds pretty awesome yeah i would love to take one i hope that day one focused just on like palette and brushwork because i felt like that's what i there was a lot of shorthand expected already about like mixing how to pull Pull paint together. Pull paint together. And just the the way that he sort of X's the the paint onto the I mean it's impre- like it's like within ten seconds of him starting, it was like this is a pretty good painting. Yeah. Well, I'd look at that sky. Um but at the I think the final product when you when you're like really fully truthful about it, it's like it's not an amazing it's just more that it's like he created a a, a, a winter scape out of nothing pretty yeah. quickly and it looks like it's nice like i could see it at like a, a garage cottage. sale yeah. <laughs> or at a cottage your painting is so nice i could see it at a garage sale. i could see myself passing it up at a garage sale did you look up if you can buy a bob ross so what i found was um that there are supposedly he had thirty thousand paintings <gasps> um oops I'm on airplane mode because I respect the podcast. Um, And then I found this one mention on Pinterest of there's a Bob Ross original for sale on eBay for over $8,000. I I can't confirm or deny that that's a real thing, but that's what I found. Um, That's pretty great because with $30,000, that's a lot of supply, you know? That's a lot. So I feel like... That's a pretty good amount of money for stuff that can be replicated by people so quickly. This says, oh, this is an article from October 7th, 2013 from the Daily Dot. It says, soft-spoken painter Bob Ross once estimated that he made over 30,000 paintings with about 1,200 created for his show, The Joy of Painting. That's crazy. Um, and then let's see. If you can top a bit of 8495 plus 135 shipping, you can own these Bob Ross, uh, Bob and Steve Ross originals. Why would I want his son? That Steve. guy is always mooshing paint on. He's, already, he's just mooshing that. That's, I mean, look at this painting. That one's pretty good. Yeah. There's but a lot of detail. I don't know if I'd that. spend... Absolutely $9,000. No, no, no. I mean, if I was like a multimillionaire, it would be like in my bathroom and I'd be like, do you know what you just peed by? That's a Bob Ross. Yeah, you know what you just jerked off by? <laughs> a Bob Ross. Don't original. jerk off in my <laughs> yeah. house. Yeah. And by the way, I listened. I knew what you were doing. <laughs> um, Wait, will you look up Anne Heche? Oh, yeah. Oh, we didn't look oh, up. Oh, shoot. Anne Heche sitcom? Um, yeah. Alaska would be another keyword. Alaska keyword, Alaska TV series. It was called awful name for a show, Men in Trees. Cool. On ABC. Yes. In two thousand and eight, and it was um two thousand six to two thousand eight. So at least two seasons. I've never heard Dang. of that. That's a really bad name for a show. When yeah. You that makes me think of Tarzan. It's it says and uh, this is written by anonymous. This is the um, this is the plot description on IMDb. A relationship advice guru, upon learning that her fiance is cheating on her, Oof. decides to stay in a small town in Alaska, the most recent stop on her book tour. It's in this remote town where the ratio of men to women is ten to one. There we go. She realizes she can truly learn how the subject she thought she knew so well. She, where she realized she can truly learn about the subject she thought she knew so well, how to find and keep a good man. Wow. This looks great. And I extrapolated from that that 
throughout Alaska, men outnumber women, which I would still assume is true. Perhaps not 10 to 1. Now, did you watch that show? No. And you know what? That's when I'm in college, when I don't have radio TV. I don't have TV. any TV knowledge from college either. Yeah. Yeah. It's a dark it's a dark, dark spot. Dark, dark spot. The only movie. thing I kept up on was The Office, but I would literally like buy it on iTunes or like try to rip it off of weird, you know. The original Office or the the original one. The original. Like in terms of like caring about episode to episode. Right. Gotta right, see right, what's right. going on with Jim and Pam. Gotta know what's going on. With gotta Jim know. God. God. God, I know. God, I know what happened to Jim and Pam. Um, have did you ever like? Because this basically, I can't imagine watching this and um like painting along with it did you did well you... i think i can because we can pause now now you can pause yeah but i i don't know i'm not interested in buying all those supplies it's a lot of supplies it's a lot of supplies can- i think the biggest one of all is the easel yeah he has got a big old he's got a big old easel, easel. and he did and he did um Slap that, uh, slap, slap that brush. De, and slap he said, it brush. Slap it a brush. Slap it a brush. Slap, slap he, the devil he out. He was slapping the brush and he said, I'm slapping the devil out. But did you ever do anything where you'd learn it on, um, the TV? Cause I had a thing called the Blitz cartoon. Um, it was called like Blitz cartooning and I learned how to draw cartoons off of a VHS tape. That's awesome. Yeah. I was a pretty cool kid, obviously. <laughs> what did you have any original characters? Um, I did have a dog that I drew in fourth grade that had big eyes and a snout and it was, and I had a dog and a bird. I can't remember their names, but I did have, and then I had, um, I had a couple, I had a couple superhero guys that I were originals, but I just stole their bodies from like Superman and then just made a different face, you know? That's okay. That's pretty, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you ever like draw them in strips? I didn't draw them in strips. (laughs) No. (laughs) I never, I do like, I do like fake covers to, um, like comic books and stuff. I didn't cool. have the ability to do storylines and I anything was just like that. Talking with two friends this weekend who like both did that as like boys in elementary school, but had strips and they were talking about how ultra violent their things were mm-hmm. and how if they were kids now with like how much more sensitive we are to that kind of stuff, they would have been like, if they had been discovered the like machine gun duck who right. like shot people's poop out. You know, that kid would have been like taken into psychological counseling. And now that guy is a successful screenwriter. So it's like, Oh, a little tricky. I, um, had a cartoon. Ca- I'm not good at drawing. I'm awesome. No, I'm just over here. It sounds like you're great. <laughs> Thank you. If you could take a Superman body and make a new face on it, that's high level skill. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I had, a. One guy that was just called Firecracker Dude, but he was... That's a great name. Thanks. FD for short. <laughs> he just was like a little starburst, not with like an in, with an inconsistent amount of points and then two little eyes and a little nose and mouth. And he was just constant. He was always exploded. Okay. I can't picture that. <laughs> There's n- okay. Imagine I'm drawing a straw. I mean, a straw, a star. A star, and then it, like a trailing line, but like no, no trailing verse. line. It's just um, he's got. But imagine he's got like um, six or nine points. Okay. And it's different, you know, all Every the time. time. Yeah. He's it's just I'm just going like beep 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 beep. Right. Beep 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 beep. You know, making a bunch of points on right. him, and then giving him a face. The face was consistent, but he always had like a different amount of like burst okay because you couldn't figure it out or because Probably, yeah because i was just like not good and you know what there are no there's nothing wrong it's just a happy accident bob ross would tell me bob ross would say happy accidents which is like true if you're good do you know what i mean yeah you that? can like, make it he's work like he's like there are no wrong things and he's right like in theory you're right but if you're bad there are wrong things they're wrong things yeah you could you know if i just Put a bunch of black across that painting. It would have like he wrecked. could make that work somehow. Yeah, like, he could turn it into a bunch of bushes, like an oil spill. Or something. Yeah, <laughs> but like now I we wonder... have a peaceful, beautiful oil spill. <laughs> and here's a swan. And this is your little world. So let's just put my squirrel getting stuck in that oil. <laughs> and now my friend Steven's coming with some Dawn soap to wash that oil off. He's gonna mush it in, <laughs> mush it into their feathers. I wonder if he like because he was saying during the thing that people would send in their canvases of things that they did. Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder like how he would respond to just a bad pa- painting. Do you know what I mean? Like, cause yeah. he's so positive 
that I can't believe, I can't imagine that he'd be like, yo, this sucks. How many women do you think were in love? So many. I like, bet, how many paintings are of like, are like Georgia O'Keeffe, you know what I'm saying? Of like, vaginas. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what you mean? Yeah. Um, how many of his paintings were like that? <laughs> Like, the paintings that he gets sent. Oh, a lot. Yeah. Bob, I sent you this flower. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. Right. Exactly. If you understand. What if I'm, you understand um, what I'm saying. And and this um, tree stump. Yeah. <laughs> a flower. And this. And this happy little twig. And this happy twig. Um, I'm sure he. he I mean, that, that hairdo alone. Like, because he. It's all about, for me. I don't know if it's the same with you, but it's all about confidence. It's all about pulling it off. Totally. He totally pulls it off. I mean, we were only a minute into it before I said, he's got a tight little bod. (laughs) Yeah. He's got, he's got a tight little bod (laughs) and he's, he had the shirt like one more unbuttoned than I'd unbuttoned it without any undershirt. Yeah. And, um, he, yeah, he, he's, he's got that goatee going. Yeah. It's confident. Like he looks like an insane person. Like if yeah. you like everything about him is cr- like, it's yeah. crazy. Everything he's saying is insane almost. And yeah. what he's doing is crazy. He's just painting and talking to a camera and it's awesome. Yeah. He's great. He's baller. He's very baller. The show ballers should be about him. <laughs> it should be about him, but still also the rock. Yes. Um, I mentioned the last episode of this podcast, but I have watched every episode of Ballers. How do you like it? It is very bad. Great. But I'm going to watch season two also. Do you, are you a binger? Mm-hmm. For the most part. But then I, like, I'll stop and I'll just sort of forget about shows and I'm like, fuck, I forgot to, I forgot to finish it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I binged, well, I think last, yeah, last summer I binged Empire season one. I was like, all right. We binged that pretty quickly. Yeah. Let me check this out. Yeah. And then now I'm in a position to watch season two as they roll yeah. out. And I was just like, I'm not into this. I also, d- the show got bad. I mean, it was horrible. Yeah. But I was like, is this horrible because I'm not binging or is it, you know, like, is it because, I don't know, it just would, I think it definitely got worse, but I just binged season one of Unreal and I'm wondering. What is Unreal? I've seen posters for it. It's the person from, one of the people from, um... House of Cards, which I almost called This American Life. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. House of Cards is a documentary. It is basically This um, American Life. <laughs> uh, what's that guy's name at the end of This American Life? Tori Malativo? Oh, Troy Malativo? Maybe. You know that thing, that little joke that Ira does at the end? No, maybe I don't. I mean, I've heard it a million times. Maybe I didn't notice He just does joke. this thing at the end. He's like, where he pulls a soundbite from earlier in the episode. Okay. You know, like in this, if right. we were pulling from this episode, I'd be like, and once again, thank you to our co-founder, co-creator, executive producer of this podcast, Mr. Troy Malatio, who uh, tells me no matter what, when I tell him we call it This American Life, oof, this is a terrible name for a show. You know? Okay. That yeah, was yeah. me quoting you. Okay. <laughs> about something unrelated. Okay. About men and trees. Wow, you have a great recall. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know if that's how you say it. It's either, yeah, I think it's Troy Mal- anyway. Troy Malativa. Yeah, I can't remember why I was talking about that. Maybe this I'm just either blocked that out or I turn it off right before that You might. Happens. It's always like when it's done. Yeah, I think I must just be like, boink. Yeah. Um, but you were saying Unreal. Oh, right. Unreal it. is um, like a behind the scenes of a Bachelor type show. Oh, that sounds unreal. <laughs> is How it good? long did you have that in your pocket? <laughs> is it good? That sounds like a good idea for a show. It is good. Um, it's, it's similar to me to um, The People versus OJ. Okay. Which is that I keep holding this. I said close. okay, but I should have said OJ. OJ. Did you watch that? I watched it, but again, I didn't finish it. I'm like, I've like. What? Three- I have like two is it because you know how it ends? Um, yeah. Hello, he, spoilers. He's, he's guilty, and he—they he, call him guilty. Um, no. Oh my God! What? <laughs> yeah, can you believe it? Um, uh, where it walks the line of being soapy good and with moments of actual good. Uh huh. Which is good. Yeah, that's a that's great a show. Good, that's a good show. It's not like full amazing drama, like you know, a Mad Men or a Breaking Bad, or in my opinion, a Friday Night Lights. Mm-hmm. Um, which are my trio of fave dramas. Um, I stopped watching Friday Night Lights after season one, but I like season one. It's very good. Um, after the murder of the 
the, that whole thing. Mid season two. Yeah, whatever. That's that, when a lot of people give up. You like have to just power through. Power through. Um, it returns to its glory. Mad Men enjoyed, but I watched every episode, but sort of dipped my interest. Yeah. All, all throughout everything after the first or two or three seasons. Yeah. Best one, a great ending to the series, though. I love how it ended. And then what was the other one? That Breaking you, Bad. Breaking Bad, yeah. I've, I've never even heard of it. <laughs> oh, Breaking it's this Bad fun is great. Show. Yeah, Breaking Bad's great. But I didn't. You heard it here first. Breaking Bad is great. <laughs> well, you're a real tastemaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Breaking Bad, though, is not f- good to watch. Like, I found it almost physically excruciating. But yeah, it's there's some hard, hard moments. Whew. I, that, that, whatever that, um, was it the penultimate episode or was it like the pen penultimate episode? What the w- pencil open episode. <laughs> pencil ultimate episode. What is that one? The Ozymandias? Yeah. I think that's the last one, no? No, I think that's the sec- second to last, last one. Okay, it is penultimate. That episode. Wait, what happened in that one? That is when they go out and um, uh, the brother-in-law is killed. Oh, yeah, that was brutal. Um, Hank. Hank. But spoilers. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. No, but if you haven't but watched But you heard it. it here first, Breaking Bad as a show, and then you heard it here first, uh, Hank yeah. dies. And you'll forget it, but it's season five or yeah. Um, I was about to say Dean, because that's the actor, right? Dean's, Dean, I was going to say Harry Dean Stanton, but it's Dean... Dean Norris? Dean Norris. Yeah. Norris, yeah. Yes. Um, great not, performance. Not Dean Stockwell, of course, from Quantum Leap. Not him. Not him. Um, I remember I watched it with my husband. And he was like, that is the single best episode of television that's like ever been made. And I was like, that was the worst hour of my life. <laughs> like, yeah, he you know, I just like though I would say, yeah, that's one of the best shows ever. Man, I had like such a hard time watching. Yeah, it. I want to wait like three or four more years and then watch it again. The whole series? Yeah, like I want to do it. Like, uh, damn. Damn, girl. My sister has watched almost all of Friday Night Lights several times, but specifically she's watched the pilot episode, I don't know, upwards of 10 times. Why? She loves it so much. I, and I think she has like two small children, so it's a lot of like, let's just put something on. It's the middle of the night. Right. I, I want to like kind of zone out to something that's... Um, comforting and nice while I have the, this baby that's screaming. Right. So I think she literally was watching season one in the hospital while giving birth to my nephew. Not like while it was airing, like, you know, years and years after. That's great. But you want something comforting, I guess. Yeah. For me, I think it'd be like The Simpsons. You yeah. Know? I think it would be Seinfeld for me. I was just, when you said that about your sister that she watched it maybe 10 times, I was trying to think like, I wonder, and I can never figure this out, of course, because <laughs> I can't. Um, but. What episode of what TV show ha- is the most is the show I've watched the most? You know what I mean? Like oh. I wonder, is, it must be a show in reruns. I'd assume it has to be either Seinfeld or The Simpsons. I think mine would definitely so be The Simpsons. So many times, or like a Friends episode, maybe. So no one told you life was. That's the theme song. Gonna be this way. Clap 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 clap. Um. That's the theme song for Friends. If you if you if you've heard it here first, that's the Friends, show. a show about life in your twenties where your friends are like your family. Um, and you live in huge apartments in New York. I can't believe how huge that apartment is. <laughs> and why there those apartments are in the same building yet so different? Yeah, they're very different layouts. They are across the hall and are insanely different. Um, but yeah, I, w- I would love to know if my body was like, um, of iPhone and I could download the, all my stats, wouldn't that be great? Did you watch black mirror? Yes. That, I didn't, I missed maybe one episode. Did you see the episode? that's like the whole history of us that you can like go back where the, where you're computing mm-hmm. everything, where you are filming everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great episode. That is maybe my fave. I that that scene was my where, too. where you think they're having great makeup sex and then you realize they're both watching yeah. an old time of them having sex yeah. while That's having like sad sex. Yeah. That is such a smart and heartbreaking sequence. Yeah. That episode was amazing. Ugh. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Black <laughs> Dystopian Mar- futures are really prime for big emotions. I watched there were one of those episodes. I, that show was great. There was one awful episode, the one with the bear. The, yeah. the com- comedian bear. Yeah. I just was like, come on, guys. I think I didn't even finish it because I was like, I didn't want to like mar what had been otherwise like a great, a great TV experience. And did you watch the Christmas episode? No. My mm-hmm. husband brings it up often and I'm like, I love Christmas and I'm a big Christmas person. And I know this will be dark, 
but I still want to watch it at Christmas time. Oh, I don't want to watch it in May or June or whatever. Right, right, right. So you're a big like Christmassy person. <laughs> Christmas C person? Christmassy. Yeah, I'm a big Christmassy person. So does that mean you enjoy the music in stores and stuff? You love it, yeah. Oh my gosh. I it's too much for um, me. I'm also Jewish. I was just so. gonna say, are you a Christmassy person? <laughs> I'm a Jewish person. Um, but it's yeah, just of course like, you'll hate so, it. It's so oh it's like no, but I, I like something like I like some songs and I like the like good tidings. Yeah, sure. But I don't. But the songs in in stores, in stores. are just like I drives mean, me insane. Yeah, I think like what is the deal with starting in October for sure? Yes. Um, it's Jerry Seinfeld. The, very, very good. Um, so not a Christmas. You heard it here first. <laughs> um, I I also feel that in my own way because I've had some years where I Christmas burnout because I want I. I I have a lot of Christmas spirit and I love it. But sometimes for me, if it comes in too soon, even though I have a lot to go around, it can peter out a little bit by the big old day. Yeah. yeah. You you know, you're already, for me, I'm thinking November 1st, I start to get excited. Wow. That's really early. Yeah. So I gotta, I have to hold back. I make myself hold back. I have like lots of rules. Um, I won't listen to Christmas music until after Thanksgiving, except for Sufjan Stevens' Christmas music, uh-huh. which I'll give myself a bonus week on because it's really like sad and droopy, and I won't really want to listen to it during December proper. Okay. So I'm <laughs> like, well, I want to listen to those. Some of them are like really pretty. I'm gonna like the week of Thanksgiving. I kind of like cheat with Sufjan. You're like hide in the bathroom during Thanksgiving and listen to some. Yeah, some I'm like, thing. I'll be right back. Save me some dark meat. Uh, <laughs> and you're like, no, it's all sad. It's all like, <laughs> like d- dissonant. Oh come, oh come, Emmanuel. It's a lot of like religious ones too. Like, oh, wow. like the real like Jesus side of it, not just. But there's also a really fun one called the Elf Boogie. That's great. That sounds great. Some of them make it on to Christmas playlists that I do continue to listen to. That you continue to listen to in, in December, December not, yeah. not throughout the year. Yeah, correct. And what do you have other Christmas rules? Um, well, I try to get through as many Christmas movies as possible. Mm-hmm. This last year, I made a list, a checklist. That's um, great. Which which are your what are your some of your favorites? Well, my favorite is uh, It's a Wonderful Life, which is like maybe my favorite movie in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, a tie with Ford Girl Virgin. Um, you know, slightly different films. I don't know. I think they're both about men in their forties learning how to love again. You know. I guess that's actually true. <laughs> and that's uh, my wheelhouse. Um, I love that one. Christmas Story, Christmas Vacation. Christmas Vacation is, is huge is in my family. Huge. Um, my husband hadn't seen it before we dated it. Oh my god! And my brother-in-law's response was, "Jessica, you can't just date people. Like, <laughs> like, how dare you find this guy who didn't watch Christmas Vacation? I love Christmas." So, Va- did you educate him? Oh yeah, um, he's still not as into it as I would like, but he liked it. You know, it's my good. favorite part of the movie is uh, when he when he drinks the eggnog at, from the moose. <laughs> yeah, from the moose. He's like, he's just like yelled or something like it's just like this crazy moment and he's like it's good it's it's real good like <laughs> oh when like, chevy does it yeah when chevy drinks yeah when yeah. he's like having his freak out yeah he's <laughs> having his freak out and he drinks them yeah it's, like, mm, yeah, it's good it's, it's good. good i love christmas vacation i love um muppets christmas carol um i love home alone great great flick great flick i love Catherine o'hare's performance in that she's so good she's so good she really grounds that movie yeah she does i mean she like plays those stakes for real it's, isn't it also crazy, like, how, I don't know, when he was a kid, she seemed, like, old, but she's, like, very young, seems yeah. very young in that she, movie now? She's one of those people who, like, to me, was was 38 for 25 years. Yes, exactly. And then suddenly was, like, 58. Yeah, exactly. I feel um, like everybody from SCTV is sort of like that. Like, yeah, Eugene Levy can- was, like, 80 for, like, for 50 years. Yeah, that's what Canadians yeah, do. That's the Canadian way. That's the Canadian way. No one gets to be in their twenties in Canada. They have to skip. They have to skip. But they get universal health care. So And they get to go to university. That's right. There you go. There you go. Um, I love Christmas movies. I'm trying to think five other big faves. Oh, I do try to do like a a lady viewing of love actually, but I do I think maybe that is a little I don't know. We basically talk through the whole thing. At this I point. don't know. I don't quite know. I know that's a love movie because of the, it's in the title, but I don't never know. I've never it. seen it. Actually, I've never seen Love Boom, Actually. Boom, baby. Ba-dum-bum-ba-tsh. 
Hey. I I've, I do that now with Halloween. Is I it's maybe I should make it more official like you do, but I try to watch as many horror movies as possible. Too scary for me. Oh yeah, you're not a scaredy. You're a scaredy cat. I'm a big scaredy cat, but you should get into that. You it's should great. Like, make a little. Do what I do. Get some smelly markers. Make a checklist. Use Halloween colors. In my case, I use Christmas colors. So I'm. And si- where do you put the list? I put it on my fridge. That's great. And you know. We we did some asterisks for ones that my husband wanted to watch with me and ones he didn't care about that I watched during the day while working on shit. While quote unquote working on yeah. them. Um, I would have in the background like Miracle on 34th Street. But the, but the, see, these are movies that you've already seen. Yeah, so I'm see, not... with horror movies, I'm like trying to get to like the new shit. New... And, and not like, I mean, not just new movies, but like, like I watched like you. The Fly and, you know, uh, like, I don't know. I forget which other ones I watched. But. Do you have faith? Um, Rosemary's Baby. That's Have good. you ever seen that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, real good. Like I, I watch them when when there's like a cultural consensus that like, hey, this is also a good movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but a, <laughs> the Omen has some pretty crazy parts in it. That was great. I, I is that a creepy that. kid? That's a creepy kid. Ooh, that's gonna get me. And then she, the, uh, his name is um, Damien. Damien, thank you for knowing that. And there's a scary part. Spoiler: If you haven't seen the film. <laughs> Where his nanny is like, Damien, it's all for you, Damien. And she jumps from like the roof and like hangs herself. <gasps> it's so creepy. That's terrifying. Yeah, it's really great. I think I did. I really like. And I will probably make the list, but I probably won't use the colors. Why not? Uh, it's easy. Too much work. I'll get you an orange marker. You probably have a black pen. Those are Halloween colors. I only use red pens. Are you grading papers constantly? <laughs> I'm a uh, adjunct professor. <laughs> I would believe it. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, live, live your truth. I posted a pic of my list on Instagram and asked for suggestions. Suggestions. That's great. Got a lot of like, um, Die Hard. Oh, Die Hard is a great Christmas movie. Yeah. Man. Do you count that? No. <laughs> <laughs> but I respect people who want to. And are there are there new Christmas movies? I don't know. Like, are I there... think the last one that I added to my repertoire was Arthur Christmas, which is a great animated movie that didn't really do much. Oh, the Arthur, like the kids, kids. Uh, no, the cartoony. No, not that Arthur. Not the like Anteater Aardvark. What is whatever that whatever that guy is? Yeah, I don't know what that thing is. Um, no, this is. It's like a, um, you know, like a computer animation. Like it looks like it could be a Pixar movie, but it isn't. Okay. Um, might be DreamWorks. Uh, I think James McAvoy voices Arthur Christmas. It's all. It's a lot of like British actors, and it's the story of Santa Claus is um a, a position held by a one like a. It's basically like um a lineage. It's like being king. So it's like the Santa Claus. Yeah. Ex- oh, that's the other one I love. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but instead of it coming from like falling off your roof or whatever, um, it is like passed down to sons. So okay. like this is a family with two sons and the firstborn is like going to be Santa Claus. Oh, gotcha. But it's actually Arthur Christmas, the kind of, you know, he's a bit of a mess. He's a bit immature. He kind of like makes a mess of things, but he's the one who has more Christmas spirit. Um. So it's kind of the story of this, of the, of the Santa family at one Christmas. That's sweet. And it's very funny. It's got a lot of jokes. I'm probably not going to watch it. Yeah, you won't, but like, you know. I had never seen Elf until recently, and I was like, that's a great movie. Yeah. That's a really good movie. That's you really didn't good. count that one. I like Elf. Elf is, um, Elf is great. I do always watch Elf, but it's not like, you if mean. you were like, you only get to watch three, mm-hmm. I don't watch Elf. You're like, nah. I'm like, nah. No. Not, you're like, not going to do it. Not Wouldn't be it. prudent. <laughs> You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Dana Carvey is pretty good at George Bush. Um, I think because it's got a bummer third act, you know? Okay. Really takes a turn. Right. So okay. joyous, though, for a while. Uh-huh. Joy, oh, ye faithful, Santa, that he do, do. Are uh, you Sufjan Stevens? <laughs> yes, I am. I'm Christmassy Sufjan Stevens. Um, I believe that Bob Ross would be into Christmas. I wonder if he's ever done a Christmas episode. Way to go. Good transition back. I feel like maybe I saw that. It's possible. I feel like there was. Oh, there was on the on, on the that, list on of Netflix? that. There was like. Maybe you should count that as part of your Christmas. Maybe I will. Yeah, and maybe I'll go buy supplies and I'll try to do his Christmas painting. That would be unbelievable. <laughs> you should do that. Do you think I could fake it and do it with like oil pastels? 
What's the difference between oil pastels? You know, like those like crayon things. Oh, crayon things. I bet you could sort of get into it. I bet it could get close enough. But without the brush, you can't get the Bob Ross method. Method, right, which is a a wet canvas. That's part of his method. Oh, he he paints the canvas. Yeah, he starts by... Which he was telling us as they were running through the list of complicated color names. Right. I sort of couldn't concentrate. I don't know if my brain's broken, but I can only concentrate on one thing. He, while he's introing the show, he says, below are the col- are the colors that you'll need. And yeah. I could only pay attention to one somehow. Yeah. It was like titanium white, mm-hmm. Prussian blue. Thelma, Thelma and Louise Blue. Yeah, some real weird Thalmic. long names that went definitely too fast. So yeah, I wouldn't be able to, but yeah, he's like... As I've always done, I've um, prepped my canvas with liquid white. Oh, that's right. And I think that's part of his blending technique that that's it why blends the on blends the canvas. In so nicely. Yeah. I also, one of my favorite parts of the show is the intro to the show. It was a great. It was a great intro. It's a great intro. He, um, you see him salute while wearing um, overalls <laughs> and, and a, a fun painter's little hat. Like you were a painter who paints houses, not a painter. Right, exactly. And he has a gigantic brush that's bigger than him. And he's <laughs> painting a fake canvas that's like a green screen canvas. And it's sort of unfurling as he paints it. And then he steps in a bucket of paint and walks off. Watch out. Goofily. <laughs> he's got a sense of humor. Oh, yeah. He knows how to, he knows how to laugh. I'm so, it's really sad that he, he died so young. What? He, di- he died in 1995. <laughs> no. Yes. Did you think he was still still alive? Kind of. Yeah, he's gone. Oh, that's so sad. How yeah. old was he? He was uh, in his fifty early fifties, <gasps> I think. No. Yeah. The age of all SCTV actors. Yeah, he died at the Canadian age of birth. <laughs> um, that's so sad. Yeah. I was kind of like excited to see him pop up now that his show's on Netflix. I was like, maybe we're gonna see him on Ellen doing a funny dance. I bet his son Stephen Ross probably is still carrying the torch. I hope kind of. I wonder if his son is sort of like let's say you're Bob Ross's son. Do you do the hair? You do know what I mean? <laughs> like Yeah, that's a great question. Which you said was a perm, not natural. He he did a perm. That's what I read on Wikipedia. Oof. I hope someday my Wikipedia says something about my hairdo. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's pretty normal hair. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be this hair. I got to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'd have to be like some future. Or no, it could hair. just be like Craig Rowan had normal hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You should have like your assistant just maintain that line. And Wikipedia will constantly try to like edit it out. And it's not- I'll make sure that like if I'm ever interviewed on a magazine, I just like mention my normal hair so yeah. they have they have um a reference you know what i mean so yeah. they can't take it off the page yeah just like pop quoted as saying well you know i have normal hair what i'm going to do is i'm going to start a new publication publication balki <laughs> and um i'm going to start a magazine put a lot of money into it get myself interviewed and have that be a mention and then i'll use that as a reference on wikipedia it's easy as that <laughs> yeah that's a great plan i um, dang, that made me think of something, but now it's gone. Normal hair, quotes, Wikipedia. Steve no. Ross. Steve Ross, hair. Jeff Ross. <laughs> Ro- the well, speaking roast. of Jeff Ross, did you watch that thing where he did it from prison? I saw parts of it, yeah. It was kind of incredible. Yeah, it was cool. I was like, whoa. Wow. He Yeah, he went to a prison and he roasted prisoners. Yeah. I thought it was pretty cool. And he really, in what I watched... Really was like finding a cool line between like pointing out why racism is wrong, but also like not getting to um, like making sure everyone was laughing. Right. Yeah. 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 Like he was the part I tuned in for, like literally had people showing him swastika tattoos. Dope. <laughs> Sick. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And he's like. But you also have a DVR that immediately goes to anything showing a swastika. That's what all dishes do. Yeah, yeah. You don't oh, know about that's dishes. that's what the dish is. Yeah. I knew I didn't have a dish for a reason. Yeah, it funnels in all white supremacy for me so I can just get angry and have it as a call to action. But for some people, that's what they like. Um, for work, I had to look. I, I don't know if this was for work or if I was just doing it. I was looking up Nazis. And, um, <laughs> the, and the first page is like, 
the current neo-Nazi, you know, white supremacist thing. And their website is so bad. Like it looks like a, like a GeoCities website from the early nineties. I wonder if that's because like, (laughs) I know, which is like great, but I wonder if that's just because they couldn't get like a good web person to build it. Cause they're totally. Yeah. And they must not be good at it cause they're dumb. Right. Cause they're white supremacists. But you have to imagine there's one person who's like hates Jews and black people and is like really good at coding. <laughs> wow. Guys, if that applies to you. If that applies to you. There's a job out there for Google you. Google Nazis and go to that. Wow. Yeah. Um, if you had to come up with a drinking game for um, the Bob Ross. Uh, uh, what's the name of the show again? Painting is for Joy of Painting. Joy of Painting or on Netflix. Beauty is everywhere. Beauty is everywhere. Um, if you had to come up with a drinking game, what would. When would be the times that you would drink? I think you'd have to drink every time you said happy. Happy? Mm-hmm. Happy little mountain, happy little clouds. I'd say anytime you're sort of a little bit inspired. Oh, anytime he like dips into guru mode. Yeah. Yeah. Guru mode is good. And I just like when he uses, um, when he paints with the, um, with the metal thing. What's that called? Like the pal. Uh, when he paints with the knife. With a, with a knife. Yeah. I, I just want, I would get drunk. But, um, <laughs> I would say clean brushes, but I think he only did it like twice. Every slap, every slap of the, <laughs> of the brush. So you'll take like six shots in the middle of the episode and then just kind of like hang out. Yeah, just chill. Um, one time I did a power hour. I've done a power hour. You're familiar? Before. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, that's when you uh, take a shot of beer, beer every, every minute for 60 minutes. That's correct, yeah. I did a power hour to a PBS anniversary concert edition of Les Mis. Say what? Yeah. You uh, PBS mm-hmm. anniversary. It was like, because you know, they, they, Les Mis had like a kind of famous concert edition. Okay. Of like, I think the original cast, like they did uh, just like a staged concert version that some, you know, say it was like the Hollywood Bowl. Okay, it was at the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah, (laughs) you said it like 30 years ago. And it was a way that like lots of people could just like watch it. Um, And so I think they did. It wasn't the same cast. It was new cast, but they did like a anniversary. Like I believe Nick Jonas was Marius and that um, odd looking British actor who plays Rebel Wilson's brother in Bridesmaids mm. played uh, oh, yeah, the, Tenar- the Mr. Tenardier. Master of the house. Keeper of the inn. That's right. Piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Little piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Lifelong shit. Riddle me this, Craig. That play. Yes. Based on the book by Victor Hugo. Yes. Takes place in what country? I was going to say, you'd think it would be France. It is France. Why do they have British accents? Master of the house, House. keeper of the inn. That's a great question. Weird, right? Yeah. They all do. Like, they have big Cockney accents, but it's like, you know. Yeah. I think, like, Marius does for sure, typically, but Eponine doesn't, and she's always, like, diverse. Why is that? That's really weird. I guess French accents are harder. Yeah, but they can have no accent. I think maybe it's like to show class. Euro- European. Oh, maybe class. Yeah, that, that's probably it. Right? Yeah. I but it's a little it, weird. Yeah, that is strange. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Um, it's like a it's like a real goofy Pluto type question. Oh, like from Stand By Me? Yeah. Which What's the question again? They're both dogs, but why does Goofy talk and stand on two legs and wear clothes? Is he not a dog? What the hell is Goofy? Right. That's from Stand By Me. <laughs> and then they all barf in the in the, in the story. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good movie. That's a great that's movie. That's a good movie. Um, and if you're doing this drinking game, what drink would you drink? Something colorful for sure. Ooh, that could be Maybe good. like um, a Mai Tai. That's great. Or I'd say just paint thinner. <laughs> <laughs> Get real fucked Get up. Get real fucked up. Or kill your innards. Something that's like very wintry since he seems to For be obsessed this, with Yeah, that would be Not good, even though. just this one. He seems to be pretty obsessed with winter. So maybe like a white Russian. A white Russian or a or or like a Svedka vodka. You know, like mm-hmm. with um, like really cold, like just vodka, just I, pepper, peppermint schnapps, peppermint schnapps, or a vodka like an ice luge. Yeah, something. An ice Build. Luge. Here's what you do: build an ice luge. Build an ice luge of Bob Ross's hair, and then there's a little valley Ugh. made by the squirrel. <laughs> Ew! It, like, don't live with squirrels in your house. It's just gross. 
It's just gross. But if you haven't lived with squirrels, you haven't lived. You haven't really lived. Well, I thank you so much for joining us, me. I thank you for having me. And uh, watching Bob Ross, um, Beauty is Joy, The Joy of Painting. <laughs> and uh, is there anything you would like to plug or just say to the, the, the American public? Um, the American public, watch that documentary, House of Cards. It's really important to learn about what's happening in your nation. And uh, thanks to Vinny Testaverde, who's the person <laughs> at the end of Tro- Troy Troy pa- Malativo or something. It's not an easy name. It's not like Bob Ross, right? Um, and he says it fast, right? And I'm zoning out also. Um, hey, you should come see Tuesday Club at the UCB Theater Tuesdays at 7 p.m. at Franklin UCB. I'm on that group too. <laughs> You're on that group. I'm on that group, baby. Um, Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thanks to Jess McKenna for enjoying Bob Ross with me. And uh, I highly recommend you just ease on into a day or end your day with some nice Bob Ross and just enjoy the slow, cool day of Bob Ross and just, you know, slap the dickens out of it. Uh, I'd also like to thank Zelda Zonked. Zelda Zonked, who gave a review on iTunes and used the word adios and duty. And if you give a five-star review on iTunes and use the word adios or duty, um, you get mentioned. So thank you so much, Zelda Zonked. Um, Obviously a reference to both the game Zelda and getting zonked, um, which are both cool things. Uh, I don't quite know what getting zonked means, but I guess it's really sort of getting hit in the head with a mallet, like uh, Maxwell Silver Hammer, uh, from the Beatles catalog. Um, if so, if you're a fan of the podcast, just give them that reviews, uh, five stars, uh, audios, and duty. It just helps out the podcast. Uh, thanks again for listening. We'll see you next week. We're going to keep it going with more, guess what, more podcasts. It's going to keep going. So thanks so much. Have a great night and an early manata. Adios, amigos. And thank you, Terry Mahandalo, or whatever your name is. Adios, amigos. That was a HeadGum Podcast.